This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome in to the Chad Hartman Show. I am Henry Lake. I am in for Chad today. Is Chad ever coming back? Chad's been gone forever. No, I know he's coming back next week. Allegedly. That's what they say. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Charlie Weiss is producing here, uh, and we will be with you until 3 o'clock, then followed by Jason DeRussia. All right, we've got a couple of guests, uh, sports-related guests, that will join us here on the show today. First, Dame Mizutani uh, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, the resurgent Minnesota Wild, we'll talk to him in less than 30 minutes. And then in uh, 90 minutes from now, we'll talk to Matthew Kyler. He is currently out in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. So we will talk to Mr. Purple Insider himself at uh, roughly 1.35. But I wanted to start today's show and conversation with something that I feel needs to be talked about a little bit more that typically doesn't get talked about enough um, with regards to um, schools, okay, schools and education and teaching. And I think that most people that have listened to me in numerous different stops, understand that I spent a long time uh, working within the confines of the um, the public school system and working in education. I'm the son of an, uh, a former educator. Okay, My mother loved education. She loved teaching. Um, she got into administration, and she elevated herself all the way into being a superintendent in Beloit, Wisconsin, for a couple of years and then came back to, uh, to, to Minneapolis. But there's a, a problem that I have with the educational environment today. And it's that teachers can't teach because they often have to deal with behavior issues. And I think that we should talk about it a little bit more because I think that those people that have not been a part of um, the profession of being in education um, don't really get the full scope a lot of times of what the heck is going on in the environment. Okay. So teachers not being able to teach because they have to deal with behavior issues, okay? And that is where the importance, in my opinion, of having a good support staff and administrators, that's where that comes in handy. Now, two things that I have always stressed in the schools that I have worked in is, first, that the learning environment is preserved, okay? And let me explain that for a second because teaching is difficult, okay? It's not as simple as the average person tries to make it out to be. And with that, I know that teachers, okay, 
and this is, I don't care who you talk to. You talk to any teacher in any district, okay, whatever the setting is, public, private, whatever. Any teacher will tell you, okay, that teachers can't effectively teach in chaos every day. It's just not, it's, it's not possible. You're just not going to be effective. And I know that, you know, the days are different, right? There's going to be days where there's going to be field trips or there's going to be, um, you know, uh, different things that are going on within the confines of the school. But just on a normal teaching day or normal school day, being amidst chaos every single day, that's just not, you can't be your best self. And kids can't learn as much in chaotic situations. And then secondly, everybody needs to feel safe. We all understand the importance of our children being safe, our spouses being safe, just everybody being safe within the confines of a school. I can't even fathom what it's like to have a tragedy where you send your kid to a school and they don't return home, okay? And with that knowledge, never underestimate the paraprofessionals, the extra bodies that are in a building that fill in the gaps of a school to make it whole. And so I I want to bring this up right now, and we'll take phone calls here in the second segment at 651-461-9226. Because I think it's important that we continue to talk about support staff and those people that typically aren't thought of every single day within the confines of a school. We understand the importance of a teacher, the person that's actually got the lesson plan and that's doing what they can to educate the children in their classrooms. We understand the significance of having good administrators, okay, that are making the best decisions or should be making the best decisions for all the students within that school, okay? And not everything's going to work perfectly or smoothly. We know that there's going to be bumps in the road. But those people that are filling in the gaps, they should be appreciated a little bit more and actually valued a little bit more. And I know that there was, uh, what was it, like a strike like a year or so ago, and they were talking about Paris needing, um, wanting more money. And, and I understand that in Minneapolis and maybe some other districts, you know, we're talking about a lack of funds and, and a lack of money, and you're talking about kids moving away from, from this district to another. I, I get all of that. But, but I want people to understand that that specific, um, those specific individuals within the confines of a school are so important. The dynamics of what they bring to assisting children on a day-to-day basis is, is I believe, not valued enough. They're underappreciated. Yes, it's awesome to have the, 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 the therapist around, the social workers, all of these people. But I think that when we get top of mind and we start talking about education and we talk about the environment of what is happening in a school, every single body, everyone matters within the confines of the schools in which we send our children. 
And a teacher can't teach if they have to 24-7 deal with behavior all the time. And trust me, I know because I've been a part of the educational system for, what, 16, 17 years um, before the the radio thing kind of really took off for me. If you have an opinion, if you have a thought on that, 651-461-9226, if you, if you work in the confines of a school and you understand what I'm saying, love to get your reaction. Uh, if you're a teacher and you don't feel as supported, okay, you don't have to tell me where you work or whatever or anything like that, the specifics if you don't want to, but I'd love to hear from you at 651-461-9226. But also with that, there is an issue aside from that, but it's tied in that I want to reveal specifically being an African-American man that's worked in the school system with black kids as well. We do that next. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman on The Good Neighbor. All right, Henry Lake in for Chad. Continuing my conversation about just the educational environment. If you'd like to weigh in, you can hit us up on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. But I also want to get into, along with what I was talking about in the, the opening segment, um, I got I got to throw this into the mix because it needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. We need to be open about it, okay, because I think that some people want to tiptoe around it and are fearful about having this conversation within the confines of talking about behavior, school environments, and how you deal with the behavior within the school, Okay. One of the issues, okay, or the issue itself of being scared to discipline kids and suspend them, okay, Let, let's let's get into that. The issue of being scared to discipline kids and suspend them. You cannot have that, in my opinion, okay? And I know that there there will be a lot of different opinions about, you know, where we're at in terms of how you discipline kids and what you should do and all of that. I'm well aware Okay, let me be clear. I'm well aware of the issue of suspension rates, most notably with African-American children. Okay, I'm well aware. So before anybody wants to you know, break news to me about um, that, I've been there, done that. And I'm not saying that all administrators or even teachers get it right with wanting kids to be put out of their classroom. Okay. That's why we had this issue or have this issue in the first place. But let me be clear. There are just certain things you just can't have in any school, in any district, across the country. You just can't have it. And administrators cannot have young people in a school setting disrespecting adults, threatening other students, like you're harming Learning. You're harming the environment. We're supposed to have places where kids can feel safe. Staff can feel safe. We got kids. Get, what was it in Virginia? Kids shot his teacher. And the kid was how old was he? Was he six? Third grade. Like or six or seven. I, I can't remember what, what. What what are we doing here? And so I understand that every single day. Trust me. That there's things that teachers have to accept. But there's a line. There's a line and there's things that me personally, I'll never accept. 
I'll never accept somebody sending their child to the school and I am trusted to help them be the best student that they can be, to help them in any way, shape, or form learn the most that they can and be called out my name and disrespected and be threatened with, I'm going to go tell my mom and dad. And I'm not, that's not, I don't do that. I, I don't, I don't play those games. And, but that's where it goes back to what I was said in the opening um, statement and segment. You got to have strong administrators. You have to have people that are going to view their school, their staff as sacred. And you're not going to harm us. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Let's go to Jake. How you doing, Jake? Hey, great, great show. Awesome topic. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I live in the northern suburbs. My kids attend St. Francis School District. I spent the last uh, four years on the school board. I chose not to rerun. It's, that's nothing personal. It was just uh, I believe in term limits. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, a lot of things we heard, um, and I couldn't agree with you more, a lot of things we kept hearing from parents is, you know, the schools are failing me and the grades are bad and their schools are failing me and look at all this and the, the grades are, you know, the, the schools are failing me. And I kept saying and asking, and I believe as a school district, a person needs, a district needs to put out best product and we got to come up with some good ways to teach our kids and we got to follow through and everything. <clears throat> but by far, and I would say, Damn near a hundred percent of the problem in today's education is that you got kids that aren't backed up either trying or when they have disciplinary action or they need discipline. Um, they're not getting disciplined. We have people beating up our bus drivers. We have people beating up our education assistants. We have kids disruptive in class. You know, I'm like 48, and back in my day, I was the teacher and the class. Right now, I hear some of the in, some of the kids, and this is just in our district. There's like five EAs, which is educational assistants, yep. following five different kids around. The whole thing is so disruptive, and I think it won't change, and the scores won't go up, and the discipline won't um, get back in check until we actually do what you're saying. We need to get harsh and put it more back on the family. Listen, if your kid is going to act up. We'll give them a chance, but then after that, it's going to be fine. You take care of it and send the kid out of there just so the rest of the people in, in as the employees and the rest of the people as parents and families and kids are uh, are there and, to do, you know, to, and, and to Jake, get a good education. And, and, Jake, I'm not trying to be, like, hardcore and, and, and be the guy that's back in my day. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that. All I'm trying to say to parents – to educators, to administrators, to those people out there, and, and first off, thank you so much for being a part of the uh, the local school board. Is that we can be we can uh, show common sense with the decisions that we make. Like I feel like a lot of times, a lot of times we just don't want to go ahead and just use common sense on everyday things that matter to us and the kids that we love. I couldn't agree. Can I say one more thing? Yep. Go ahead. Um, a lot of people often preface these conversations with. I'm not going to be back in my day. I'm not going to whatever. And, you know, not everything from the past was right, but everything right now seems to be going wrong as far as um, letting this havoc just continue. And like I said, man, I got good kids. I got a daughter who's killing it in college now, second year. I got my son who's a ninth grader. He's into everything, loves school, gets good grades, you know, looks you in the eye, shakes your hand, is respectful of his teachers. And they're in no way – would they feel free to get away with half this crap? So as far as back in my day, man, I think if people honestly answered, 
it's not a back in my day thing, but there's th- it's just like you know. No, but what I, a, no, hold on. Let me let me let me let me let me let me put some context to the back in, in my day, the way that I used it. I'm saying I'm not trying to go back in my day in that in that my day. I feel like I'm better than anybody that's out there today. That's what I mean by that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I completely agree, and what yeah. I'm saying is I think there's a lot of us who. Back in their day was 50 years ago. Back in their day was 20 years ago. And back in their day is right now. Yep. The simple fact is, is you need to be consistent with your kids and not let them get away with this crap. And a lot of the, I honestly, I really, really think we're not going to change scores. We're not going to take change discipline until we just all admit, Hey man, this isn't cool anymore. Let's take care of, let's take care of this, how we have to take care of this. And that goes across race. That goes across socioeconomic, you know, right is right. You need to be a good person. And a lot of people aren't being good people. And the problem is, is then they're allowed to continue to not be good people. And then the rest of us who are trying to be good people and our children are getting gravely affected by it every single day. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Jake. I truly do appreciate it, my man. 651-461-9226. A great uh, take from Jake there. That was awesome. Uh, He feels my pain. Like, I get it. I understand it. He clearly understands this, but the, the, the common sense with regards to education, we got to have more of it. And we, and we have to, a lot of times, we cannot have situations where we have people that want to lead and talk about what's best for educators and in education that have never been in a damn classroom. That doesn't make any sense to me either, but that's another topic. All right, uh, we will take our first or second break of the show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come back and have our first guest. We'll talk to Dave Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. We'll talk to him about the resurgent Minnesota Wild. We get to that next. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. Hey, thanks so much to the people that I talked to off air for a second. Appreciate the love from Sandy, who's listening. She's a good neighbor. Thanks to Larry and Fridley for chiming in. And I'm passionate, man. I'm passionate about kids learning and education and all of that good stuff. And 
our next guest, he's passionate about covering sports and covering the Minnesota Wild. He does a phenomenal job for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. His name is Dane Mizzitani, and he joins us now courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Dane Mizzitani, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. And I want to start with just the obvious what the heck has gotten into the Minnesota Wild, man? They're a resurgent bunch right now that have uh, won, what's, what, seven of their last eight games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on fire right now. Um, the point streak that you mentioned uh, has turned the season around completely. I think a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, people were sitting at home wondering, you know, are the Wild going to even make the playoffs? Is Bill Guerin going to be a seller at the trade deadline? Well, with how tight the West is and, and how good they've been over the last couple of weeks, uh, I think some people are sitting at home wishing that Bill Guerin would be more of a buyer at the trade deadline. So they, they've they've turned it around largely on you know the back of their goaltending, on their defense. Uh, they're still having trouble putting the puck in the back of the net. Um, and that's going to be something that, that, that could be an issue down the road here. Um, but as we all know, in the playoffs, things get a lot tighter. There's a lot less you know, room out there on the ice. Um, and the Wild are getting good practice right now, playing in these really, really tight games um, where the margin for error is really slim. So they've been great for, for a couple of weeks here. I, they're riding a seven-game point streak into their game against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Um, and then they'll look to keep it rolling because um, as tight as the standings are, you have a bad week in the Western Conference, and, and you're right back on a playoff bubble. You know, one thing that I love, Dane, and I want to get your perspective and thoughts on it, I, I just, I, I'm a fan of Bill Guerin's, and the reason why I'm such a fan is because he is an aggressive guy. And when you are in the job of being a leader and leading a professional sports organization, and you are not just going to sit on your hands, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. I think that fans should appreciate that. He is always active. It feels like every single year when we get towards the trade deadline, he's trying to be a mover and shaker. He's trying to make things happen. I think that there are a bunch of people, probably in hockey circles, that after the parisi Suter situation, they would have been like, well, we really can't do this. And they would have viewed that and said, you know what, I'm handcuffed. And Bill Guerin's not utilizing that for any excuses, none whatsoever. He is always looking to be active. Absolutely. And, and that, I think that just goes back to he was a player in the league. Uh, he won a Stanley Cup as a player in the league and, uh, you know, won the Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh as members of the front office. And he understands what it takes in, in this league. And he understands that if you can get to the playoffs and get hot, you can go on a run. So maybe you look like a team that, that isn't fit to buy early on. Uh, but I, I think as the season kind of represents itself, um, as Bill Guerin has kind of shown, uh, if the team proves it's worthy of being added to, he's going to do it. Um, he did it earlier this week, um, kind of in a tactful way. Um, if we've talked to Bill Guerin a couple of times this season, and he said, you know, they're not in the position to give up high-end draft picks, and then they also don't want to give up some other top prospects. Um, remember, they're still paying that that dead cap of, of Zach Breezy and Ryan Suter. Um, when they cut them, you, know, you have to pay them basically not to be here. Um, those contracts get even heavier in the next two years. Uh, so Bill Guerin's kind of preparing for the future that way, but, but he showed this week that he'll take a little swing here and there. Uh, Marcus Johansson gets traded for a third-round pick. Um, he brings in Marcus Johansson. Um, Gustav Nyquist, another guy. He's actually injured right now. Um, but he's a guy who has the capability of playing in the top six. So you're right, Lake. Like if, if he sees the opportunity to make the team better, 
um, even if he has a game plan in front of him, he, he's he's w- willing and, and able to kind of stray from that a little bit, um, kind of make a, make a push and, and, and try and give these guys a boost. Um, we'll see. He has two more days now before the trade deadline, you know, on Friday at, at the 2 p.m. Central time. Um, I don't know if he's done yet. I think he's still always, you know, answering the phone, always close by on the phone. Um, so tomorrow could get interesting. Uh, but the league as a whole, um, the trades have been and happening fast. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been one of the more crazy trade deadlines I can remember in recent memory. Talking to Dame Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here on uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Dane Mizzitani. All right, so now, Dane, when you look at the way that this team has been playing, and most notably, I mean, Philip Gustafson has just been, he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, is it like in cement now that Philip Gustafson, he's he's goalie number one, he is the guy, and then, you know, um, Flower is goalie number two? Uh, no, like I think right now, like he, the way Gustafson has played, mm-hmm. um, He's worthy of that that starting goaltender, you know, label. He's worthy of being that number one guy. Um, but as we've seen, you know, throughout Dean Evison's career, like t- they make decisions kind of on a day by day basis. And I think some coaches and some front offices they would look at what Philip Gustafson has done in, you know, in the past couple of months and say, like, we just got to ride this guy. Um, a good example, like Flowers playing tonight. He's going to be the starting goalie against the, the Vancouver Canucks. So. Uh, you know, as good as Gustafson has been, it, it really feels like a one-one-a situation more than a one-and-two. You know, like I think on some teams and in different circumstances, perhaps if it wasn't Mark Andre Fleury uh, as his goalie partner, uh, Gustafson would have taken the number one role by now. Uh, right now, they're kind of operating that they have two two number one goaltenders. Even though Gustafson's numbers are, are incredible, even though he's been lights out. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he's he's ahead of Mark Andre Fleury at this point. And you know, reading the tea leaves, like if if Game One of the Stanley Cup playoffs was tomorrow, I think it's Flowers net. So I mean mm. that that that's just kind of how it is right now. I I don't know that for sure, but just you know, look at what last year. You know, they they traded Flower. He was a starter over Cam Talbot in Game One. Um, I think Gustafson has given them you know, something that they didn't expect as far as giving, you know, obviously night in, night out, great performances, but also making sure Marc-Andre Fleury doesn't have to play 60 games. Um, and I think, you know, the way the NHL is trending, you need two guys right now. Um, I personally think that, that that Gustafson has been good enough to, to be given the label as number one. Um, but right now, I think the while they're operating, like they have two numbers. Dane, you know, we know uh, Kaprizov, we know how special he is and we know how much mm-hmm. of a monster he is and how, how talented he is and, and what he brings to this uh, this team, this organization, and what he does on a nightly basis. But he's the like the face of the franchise. Give mm-hmm. me, like you, you talked about earlier, the stretch here that they've had over the, the last couple of weeks of, of really good hockey. Give me the the two other players, and, and, and we know that Guffs has been good, but give me the other players that you think have been been maybe underappreciated uh, by fans or have really been a key part to the success of this team here over the course of the last couple of weeks that are not named Philip Gustafson and, and Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, I think Ryan Hartman is a guy who's really picked up his game as of late. Um, he's a guy who... He scored 34 goals last year. He was the number one center, um, but he had a really rough go at it at the beginning of this year. 
um, messed up his shoulder, missed a couple of months, really couldn't get back on track. Uh, and as he's kind of fallen back into or kind of worked his way back into, I should say, the number one center role, the Wild have kind of taken off. Um, so Ryan Hartman, I think he was a guy who drew the ire of a lot of fans in the middle of the season, was taking too many penalties, constantly in the penalty box, and then it seemed like every time he was in the penalty box, the opposing team would go score. Um, coupled with the fact that he wasn't scoring goals at that point, I think fans were getting a little frustrated with him. Ryan Hartman's really picked up his game as of late. I mean, he's a big reason for the success and, and the run they're on. Uh, and then Jared Spurgeon. Um, he's never going to be a guy who gets a ton of attention. He's soft-spoken. Obviously, he's the captain of the Wild, um, but I think there's a couple of other guys you probably look at as the vocal, quote-unquote, vocal leaders of the Wild. Um, Spurgeon's an incredible leader, but he's an incredible player, and he, and he does things night in and night out that I think go unnoticed. Um, you know, it's not the sexy goal. It's not like, oh, he's laying the big hit in, in, in open ice. Um, but if you just watch Jared Spurgeon, if you just isolate and watch him for a whole game, the way he's able to break up scoring chances for opponents, the way he's able to kind of always be in the right position, uh, he's playing the best hockey of his career as far as I'm concerned right now. Um, and, and without him as a stabilizing force on the back end, um, I don't think the Wild are, are as good as they are right now. So I, I'd go Hartman and Spurgeon, but like you said, like Kirill Kaprizov is forever going to be the straw that stirs the drink. No question about it. Hey, give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Mizutani, but more importantly, check out his fine work for the Pioneer Press. Uh, Dame Mizutani joining us on the John Schuster Cole Baker Hotline. Hey, man, enjoy the uh, the, uh, the trip to Canada. Enjoy Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver, but I've I've heard some some awesome things. Yeah, beautiful city. Um, a lot of cool stuff out here, and you know we got a little sunny sunny day. So I'm See, look after at morning you. skate, I'll go take a walk. So. <laughs> All right, enjoy, man, and safe travels. All right. Thanks, Lake. Anytime. All right. Yep, that's Damon Zani joining us here. Uh, Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up the first hour next. All right, welcome back. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. It's the Chad Hartman Show. It's the Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to plan your spring decking project at 1251. A 651-461-9226. We got about six or seven minutes here. To um, get back to my education topic, I know that many people, it's funny how this works, right? Like one person calls or nobody really chimes in, and then at the very end of the segment, then everybody wants to chime in and talk. I got a couple of minutes now if you want to weigh in. if I know a bunch of people called when we were heading to go into the Dane Mizzitani interview, but if you want to chime in about my topic, I was talking about just the the educational environment, what should be happening more in schools, the support staff and valuing them more because they are so important to working with the teachers, getting more support from administrators, not being scared, okay, to discipline children and say that, no, we have a standard here that we're going to stand by and we need to to have these kids respect what we're doing here. And i got to be honest with you. This is one thing that I was told about really early in my, you know, my career in terms of getting into working in schools. Okay? 651-461-9226. I'm giving you a number again right now if you want to chime in quickly. My mom told me 
She said, kids know when you care about them. Don't ever try to fake it. Treat everybody's kid like they're your own. And you always, you'll get that respect from them. And look, there were many times where kids hated my guts. They hated my guts, Charlie. But you know what? After the fact, and I've had this happen to me on like four or five occasions, and it really did make me feel a certain way. It, hit me, it got me in the feels. Where that kid that would be viewed as the knucklehead, the kid that was viewed as they wouldn't ever listen, they wouldn't ever do this, they would, they would see me. And I remember one young lady, I remember her name Diamond, she sees me at the Mall of America. This is like 2000 and, and like eight or nine. And she said to me, hey, Mr. Lake. And I saw her, recognized her. And I'm fine with the Mr. Lake. I don't feel old. I, it is what it is, right? Like, like, like we're, grown, we're grown people trying to help our kids. Hey, I, you know, back in the day when you were trying to talk to me and I wasn't trying to hear any of that, um, I just want to say thank you for, for helping me the way that you tried to help us back in school years ago. I didn't get it then, but but I got it now. That that means everything to hear that. But the thing that I'll say, getting back to just talking about the support thing, that's a real thing, and it's important because I think that that's so important for your staff. If there's any administrators out there, any principals out there, anybody in administration, your staff want to know that their voices are being heard. They they want to know that if they have problems in their classroom, that they truly have the support that they need. And I don't know, maybe I'm just just wired differently or just being the, the, the son of Joyce Lewis Lake in that, you know, my mother didn't play. She didn't mess around. And I, I know that in the last couple of years, I've had at least four or five police officers, Minneapolis Police Department officers, that have said, man, we miss, <laughs> bro, the schools, they miss people like your mom because your mom didn't mess around. There's a standard that you set, and the one thing I was always told is that if you have a standard at your school for what you are going to do, then the bottom line is this. Kids will raise the level. What do they say in sports? What does Mike Thomas say all the time? The standard is the standard. He says that about Pittsburgh Steelers football. The standard is the standard. If you have high standards and you're not going to ever waver in that, the kids will meet you. They will. But when you start waffling about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and you're going to put your foot down, on, if there's no follow-through that way, it's never going to work, man. It's never going to work. And I'm sure you had to deal with all of that. You know, you. I bet you were a big behavior problem at Wazetta, Charlie. Oh, yeah, Charlie huge. Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> Hated by everybody. Uh, no, I mean, I had my fair share. I wasn't, I wasn't the menace, maybe. Well, well, but. well, well and I say this, and, I, and I'm, I'm not joking when I say this. When we talk about behavior and we talk about issues, whatever, that's across the board. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's some districts that are going to have more of it than others, but everybody's dealing with a little bit of something. Yes, 100%. So. And, yeah, I, was, I, was, I had my fair share, like I said. Mm. Ever been suspended? Never fully suspended. In See, schools, me neither. In school ones. I couldn't be the son of an educator and get suspended. Like, oh. I mean, come on. Now. Oh, man. I'm it would be saying, worse when you get home. It would It would have been really, really ugly. Yeah, they weren't playing. And my, my, my mother knew everybody. All right, coming up next year, after the top of the hour break in news, uh, movie theater chains. 
Can they afford to raise prices and still expect folks to come back to the movie theater after the pandemic? Is this a wise move? And how will you react? I'll explain, and we'll dive into that next here. Henry Lakin for Chad Hartman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 